Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. Hey, Joe Sway, what's going on, buddy? We're live. Joe Sway's been here the whole time. And the rest <laughs> of us, the rest of us just got here for Celtics. We Celtic just got Football. in. Yeah. Celtics. Who thought? Who Thanks thought? For waiting for us, Joe Sway. Who thought when the fourth <laughs> quarter started that this was a win? Raise your hand. You did? Yeah. Of yeah. course, Bobby. Come on. Yeah, that's every. That's every <laughs> quarter, that Bobby. That's every for me. Way I was upset. For, for me, it had more to do with my distrust of the Knicks than my trust in the Celtics. That's fair. I just, I just thought that this was a game that the Knicks really, really, really felt they needed to win. And because they felt that sense of urgency and they're not ready to have that type of sense of urgency, they were going to find a way to, to be in need of the Heimlich maneuver at some point in the fourth quarter. And they were because they completely choked this thing away in the Celtics. Give them credit. They made the plays that they had to make. I thought Marcus Smart did a great job of facilitating. No, nah, I mean, too late for that, Sherrod. Too late for what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, he, I think it was to, he, he, I think he had like one shot taken going into the fourth or something like that. He was clearly looking to get other guys involved, and Tatum stepped up. Jalen Brown did what Jalen Brown tends to do, and our our fifth starter, Romeo Langford, he had some nice plays down the stretch too. Good yeah. rebound. I yeah. This was a good win for them. Not it was a great, great win. It, it, I, I thought it was a good win. It wasn't a great. Well played game, but I thought it was a good win that they needed. Bad game, good win, and and Smart was one for seven entering the fourth, and then took that bad three uh, on those back to back possessions where the Tatum turned it over again, and Smart took that bad three. I was like, oh goodness, and then he knocks down the two. Obviously, uh, real quick before we get into the real meat of it here again, uh, Celtics post game show. We've got Ashrod Blakely, Jimmy Toscano, Bobby Manning, and Josue Pavone, and of course we are presented by Locker Room. Okay, this is night two. Uh, and again, I'm going to tell you guys uh, about this throughout the night. 
but uh, we are sponsored by Locker Room. If you haven't already, download the Locker Room app at uh, the iOS store. Go to joinlockerroom.com. And basically what this is, it's a free audio platform uh, where we just talk sports. And what happens is we go in that room, you come in the room with us, and we talk with you. We put you up on the platform. You get to ask us questions. You get to give us shit. Anything you disagree with, we want to hear it. Anything you want to talk about the game, any big picture Celtics stuff, we're here for you. We're going to do this near the tail end of this show. Uh, and we're going to head over there, kind of trickle in over, you know, a couple people at a time and uh, hang out with you guys. We did it last night. We had over 100 people in the room hanging out. I expect yeah. more tonight. So come on over. If you haven't already, as I said, download the app and get started. Uh, as for the game, guys, again, good win. Uh, you know, do we want to spend the whole time talking about Tristan Thompson or just part of the time? Talking about Tristan Thompson because this <laughs> no, is what Bob, I, I'm glad, this I'm is glad what Bobby's here for. I'm glad Sherrard started off with Smart because he was the biggest reason they won this game. I thought Are all we the sure? possessions, yeah, all the possessions he stole. This was a possession ball game, and yeah. it came down to offensive rebounding, steals, stops, and the few breakouts that the Celtics were able to get in that second half. And the Knicks, you know, when you, you saw they try to turn up the pace in the third quarter too, that's not where they're exactly comfortable, but it's the only place they could find offense. And fortunately for the Celtics too. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown were able to produce offense out of the half court along with Smart, and that was the other difference in this game, I thought. They were just a more offensively uh, adept team. And the Knicks, man, their offense is as bad as it gets. Like I can see why they're 30th in this league in offense because they have no creators. It's just a bunch of shooting when they can look for those and uh, bang down low, and hopefully Randall has a big game, and he did not tonight. But this is the kind of defensive intensity I've been looking for from the Celtics all year, and it started with Smart. Like from the earliest portions of this game, very early in that second quarter, there was a nice next run. They went on a timeout, and he came out and stopped about three plays in a row, took that energy into the second half, and then hit the biggest shot of the night at 93-93. So his defensive consistency has been awesome this last week or so, ever since our you know, big exchange with him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, so, was, was, a, was a big difference maker down the stretch. I mean, whether it was that big three-pointer, the fact that he was wide open and was willing to take that shot and confident enough to take that shot. I mean, he didn't think twice, obviously, but I mean, the way the ball was being moved, around, that, that final stretch, those final possessions, the Celtics really, they looked, they didn't look like they were forcing the yeah. issue. They looked like they were a cohesive unit, you know, for that, for that final five minutes. And it was like, Everyone trusted each other, and I and I love that. I mean, look, Jalen Brown got going. Obviously, he was cooking. Jason Tatum, seven turnovers. I mean, he didn't get down on himself. He didn't force the issue. He starts swinging the ball, and you know, great things happen. Obviously, but again, smart, smart leading the way on the on the opposite end. I mean, on both ends, but specifically, I I think it was the attitude and the effort that I saw down the stretch from everyone. But right. it was Marcus Smart who was the anchor of that for sure. And look, and again, uh, for sure. But let, we got to be real about it. And even Scal said it on the broadcast. They've been in these situations before. No, they've been in these situations before, and Smart's taken shots late, three pointers, and they've been good looks, but none of them have gone in. His his late his late game shooting percentages are very, very, very low. Tonight they both went in, so yes, this is a hats off those shots fell sort of game. Uh, and thankfully they came away with a win because they absolutely had to have him. They needed every bucket they got tonight. I still yeah, have they to tip this the, one bad. I still have to tip the hat to Jalen because when everything was going wrong, he's the only thing going right. So fine. Marcus, like I said, you're right. Defensive, they needed some defensive intensity tonight because the offense was was real weak. And so they had to kind of hold him in check a little bit, and they did that. But uh, when they 
they looked that their offense looked so out of sorts all night long. And thank God Jalen had one of his Jalen games where uh, you know stuff was falling. He was aggressive. He was attacking. The mid range was going. He was knocking it down without without him to. And Tatum's just whipping the ball all over the place. Uh, you know he was a mess for the first three quarters. Hey, seven turnovers after three. Had an eighth turnover early in the fourth. So you know Jalen, I think, kept them afloat here until the end of the game where they started to execute and they got more contributions from more people. Yeah, and I got I got my three stars to this game in order. I'm I'm giving my first star, believe it or not, to Tristan Thompson. I'm giving give my second one to Jalen Brown for all the reasons John just stole from me. And then Marcus Smart does get my third star because you know he was exactly what he was the guy who kind of saved them in the end there. I mean, obviously it was Jalen Brown kind of keeping them steady. And I mean, Jalen Brown is it's it's tough knowing what you're going to get from him every night. I mean, ten shots last night, twenty six tonight, and he you know sort of like took control. And that's kind of what we talk about with Jalen Brown. It's like some nights he just looks disengaged. It's almost like he's like upset that he's not a bigger part of the offense and then just says, fine, you guys do it, you know, and, and tonight it was complete opposite. It almost, you know, he, he sort of took control and took the reins. And like John said, he sort of paced them throughout the game, which they needed. And Tristan Thompson, credit to him. I forgot what this guy even looked like. And he came, he came back out in the court ready to go. I mean, a lot of guys after a layoff of that long might look, you know, out of sorts or, you know, winded. And I'm not saying he wasn't, but he gave them what they need. He gave yeah. them that presence down low, um, whether it was offensive rebounding, that put back dunk, that put back dunk. I didn't think I'd ever see that from him. Um, yeah. How about the stretch where he got to the free throw line like three times in a row? That seemed yeah. to drive New didn't York see that crazy. Coming. And then oh, the yeah. last 24, him, you got right there. Mad, Bobby? I'm, I'm yeah. shocked you're going to give him I mean, that one. stretch in the second quarter and then it was – I mean, that the first stint – you know, as Bobby rightfully was saying during the, during our little text thread, <laughs> saved the game. Like that stint kept them afloat there because everything yeah. was going badly. And that second unit, I thought, played much better. The first, I don't want to detract from what the second unit did, but by contrast, the first unit was so friggin' abysmal. This is like almost like Carson Edwards starting level of uh, head scratcher with Brad. And we were geeked up. I was geeked up prior to see Romeo's name in there. It was pretty obvious early on that lineup. That starting lineup was a <laughs> John, was ready for, John was ready well, for all I mean, of us to apologize. Offensively, I mean, that lineup was so okay, bad. And then yeah, they came true. back with it in the third quarter. And I was like, and again, I never understand that. When Brad does something like that, he's done it recently with the Mo Wagner situation. And he did it obviously with Carson earlier in the year. But then to come back to start the second half with the same mistake, like that, it was clear those guys, that wasn't working, right? Like, that was an ill-fitting lineup. The offense was completely disjointed. You know, you have Rob there, who's obviously not going to shoot. Romeo doesn't know where to stand yet, so he's kind of all over the place. He doesn't know how to play off these guys at all. And it just – you could see it just looked like Keystone Cops out there with those guys with that offense. Like yeah, Keystone but, Cops? I don't even know what that means. It's an old-school reference. John references. Boomers <laughs> like Sherrod <laughs> yeah, Keystone Cops? Is Benny You got is Benny that one, Sherrod? Jimmy, well, let me get out Jimmy. the Boomasaurus we'll, over here. We'll, we'll we'll make, I'll make sure. I'll make sure we put the cookies on the bottom shelf. Things were not looking smooth and steady. It was chaotic, okay. Jimmy. How, how's you. that? That's, thank you. That's here for everybody listening too, because uh, I guarantee you, Keystone Cops had them searching through the uh, Google. Yeah, uh, like Google. 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 Yeah, exactly. Ask G. Ask G. <laughs> we get the Boomer War. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so you, know, you know what? I mean, we're, we're gonna spend 
probably an inordinate amount of time talking about all they did. But let's be real. This Knicks is at best a 500 team. This is what they're supposed to do. And I'm looking forward to them getting to the point where we can look at these games and look at them as an afterthought and get geeked about them playing teams like Denver, teams like Phoenix, teams that, frankly, if they were to beat them, that would be seen as significant progress. This was a good win because they needed to beat someone that, in, let's be, if we're being honest, is on their level right now. But Oof. I'm not going to get excited about this team until they start beating teams that are in that top tier, the tier that let's, that we thought they should be in. Right. You won't be getting no, excited. That's, that, that's fair. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think the that's why they're in the quarter. I wasn't feeling confident about them winning, but at the same time I was thinking even if they do win it, I'm not going to be that impressed. You know, this is the same story we've been seeing. And you know what? The New York Knicks are one of the teams that leads the NBA and in, in, in blowing leads down the stretch, or at least when, when games are close down the stretch, they, you know, they blow it when it matters the most. But the Celtics stuck with it. And, and what do you know what impressed me the most, though, or at least one of the things that really stood out was the offensive rebounding, the second chance opportunities. What they get? 20 second chance points. You got, what, 16 offensive rebounds. You and got nine between Romeo Langford like and, yeah. and Robert Williams. I mean, Robert's supposed to do that, but Romeo – I mean, listen, for someone who, before that three-pointer, which I think obviously helped him refocus because he was completely lost out there before that happened, credit him for, stick, for sticking in, sticking his head in the game and, and sticking with it and, and grabbing those offensive rebounds. Because, let's face it, a few months ago, Romeo may have checked out. Maybe, or maybe last year, or maybe rookie Romeo wouldn't have been able to uh, stay focused there and grab those offensive rebounds, hit that three-pointer, and, of course, uh, play some defense down the stretch for the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give them the credit because we're bashing them if they lose this game. Like, they, they lost to the Knicks, you know, yeah. blah, 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 all this stuff. So, I understand where you guys are coming from. It is the Knicks, after all, and the Knicks are always going to be the Knicks, even if they are slightly good, slightly better than we've, we've seen. I, I hope someday the Knicks can, can be a great, great team in this league because it's just fun when the Knicks are great. But besides the point, um, you know, I'll give themselves credit for putting together a, a strong fourth quarter because – they're one of the worst fourth quarter teams all, all year long. So it's a breath of fresh air to see them actually be the team to, to make the, make a little bit of the comeback there and close them out. Um, and the, and credit the Knicks, you know, they, they fought to the very last shot. Um, but the Celtics took care of business on their end. So I'll give them credit. Um, you know, Thompson had, <laughs> we're looking at his line. It's a very Tristan Thompson esque line. I mean, he's, he's in mid season yeah. form. Um, but you know, oh, it was good. You. It was good to have that, you know, extra big body out there. And, you know, speaking of, our good friend Rob might be might be broken. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Don't he looked like, he looked like 2019, <laughs> Rob. He, he looks like he's play. still seeing the ghost of Joel Embiid uh, out there, man. Poor oh, Joel. Joel. Now it's out there. See, look Joel, what you did. They finished with Grant on the floor. Ooh. If this keeps going. Yeah, Tristan will, be, Tristan will be starting very soon at this. It doesn't Joel, take much. Joel might have broke him. Yeah. Broke his spirits for sure. Oh, poor guy. Rob had 10 rebounds in 24 minutes. Yeah. I mean, he didn't play a great game tonight, but it's not like he was out there, like, literally just kind of twiddling his fingers. At least he played. Crap. At least he actually yeah. got in the court for 25 minutes. It also – the there's, same way he used to, though, Sherrod. Remember, he was minus 20 all over the place. Well, he was, you know, listen, listen, by no means am I putting my chips on this was the Rob Williams moment to, to put your pom-poms out for. No, but he didn't suck. And this is what's going to happen when mm -hmm. a guy gets his first <laughs> opportunity to be that man in the middle. He's going. He's going to be like the Dow Jones average. Some days he's going to be ridiculously high, and then reality's <laughs> going to set it. It's going to suck. 
We know that. Do you guys, do you guys understand? We, we know about Roster Asante. in the game, guys. We, we do understand what the Dow Jones is. We got the Dow Jones, yeah. Dude, I created Roster. It's been around a while. give him credit for staying in the game, right? Only two fouls. People are also Star Wars references for Josue. You guys know what Star Wars is, right? They're calling him a Sith Lord. Do you guys know what that is? Okay. Yeah. 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 Star Wars is got a few of them. Dorks, but yeah. Come on. That's that's a bunch of generations. You know. You know Star Wars. Yeah, nerds from many many generations know what Star Wars is. Yeah, exactly. No, but the Rob thing is this. It's uh, you know. I, some people in the chat are saying he looks tired. To me, you're right. It looked like it's not a – it's back-to-back, you know, rough games for him in the sense that, like, tonight was one of those games where it just every second he was on the floor, the Knicks hit every shot and the Celtics hit none. And then, no joke, like, he leaves, Tristan comes in, 10-0 run. All of a sudden, Tristan Thompson's plus-minus is plus 20. You know, Robin Romeo come back in, boom, ice cold. Knicks, 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 Knicks. And again, it was just yeah. that that offense when those guys were on the floor was so bad tonight. I think that that obviously kind of really hurt the numbers. They just looked all out of sorts. They couldn't involve him in the play at all. So you didn't get to see any of the things that Rob does uh, well in the game. So it just, I, again, it was just a really rough overall night for Rob. I don't think he's necessarily broken, but you did want to see uh-huh. a bounce. You did want to yeah. see a bounce back after the Embiid game, and this was not it. And in I mean, fact, What's yeah. gonna happen is you're gonna have the 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 Tristanistas out there, Bobby Manning and his pom poms, waving for him to start from now on. And so right. now this is gonna I be think a discussion. There's a case. Yeah, there I it think is. A case. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, so let's forget about the 44 games that Rob played, the 50 games that Rob played better, and let's just focus on the seven minutes in the second no, quarter that Tristan was, was good tonight. Up- yeah. Rob was putting up absurd margins with the bench. We were seeing yeah. like plus over 20 per 100, nice cohesion with Pritchard. Again, this is about rotations. I think that's why you say Brad sticks with what he did in that first yeah. half compared yeah. to the second half. Because tonight, again, the second unit was the one getting it done. So they were killing the next second unit. They were keeping those rotations in place and ultimately ended up working out here. We'll see. I, I don't think it matters either way because they're both going to get minutes you want to put them both in the position where they're going to succeed most. And, you know, Thompson looked pretty good with that second unit here too. So I don't think, again, there's a lot of allure and luster with starting and it seems to be like the upper hand of who the better center is on the team, but it's probably just going to keep coming down the matchups is, is how I look at it. Like on Friday against Carl Anthony towns, you're going to start Robbie, you're going to start Thompson. I, I might start Thompson in that one. Yeah. I mean, I think going into this week, it just teams are starting to obviously like Rob is starting to make scouting reports at this point, you know. And I think he just has to adjust and just start being more aggressive and get used to the fact that people are teams are hip, you know, teams around the NBA are hip, especially uh, these last couple of matchups. You know, the New York Knicks, you can see what what Randall was doing. Obviously, we saw what Joel Embiid did last night, you know, back to back nights. Uh, You know, it's just tough for him to adjust, I think. I think teams are starting to, uh, you know, he's starting to make into teams' game plan. But but that doesn't mean it's going to be the end, right? I I don't think this is the – that Brad should, in a couple of games, decide, you know what, it's time for Thompson to to become my starter all of a sudden. You know, I think he still has to work his way back a bit. I mean, but he did look good. I give give you that, Bobby, for sure. Kristen Thompson. Uh, In the beginning, I thought he was a little little sloppy out there. I I wasn't quite sure what we're going to see by the end of the night, but he certainly turned it around. Honestly, no, I would go, just, I would just release, I would just release Rob at this point. Yeah, no, I, I mean say, the case for Rob is he keeps. No, I would just, well. I, I don't think he should play at all. Um, real quick, I want to. Yeah, I want to tell everybody again about. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> 
There's but, somebody out there thinking like, I can't believe what no. is Bobby <laughs> only deals with extremes. Right. Either you no, make a trade or someone didn't, didn't get your your, your, sar your sarcasm there. Someone right, yeah. right. Yeah. Someone okay. who doesn't get that. They yeah, should. They should know by now. Well, it's it's the Bobby Extreme uh, meter. You know, either 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 you trade for somebody at the deadline, oh, or, you yeah, blow, or, you blow or, or you blow it up, yeah. or, or you blow it up, you blow it up. Uh, real quick, want to tell you guys one more time. I said I'm going to remind you a couple times throughout the night. Our sponsor, uh, Locker Room, uh, download the app at the iOS store and join us for a chat after the game. This is an audio platform, sports only. What happens is we're going to take the post-game show. It's going to be post-game show overtime. We take it over to Locker Room, and we're going to continue um and we're going to uh invite you guys on to chat that's one of the cool things about it you get to come on and uh and share your opinions with us uh tell bobby that he's right and yeah. that tristan is god and he's the best and you know and uh and that rob needs to I be benched and absolutely again i was yeah. just thinking it's, it's actually a great place to go if you're like really pissed off at something we said and you just want to yell at us about something you just gotta you gotta wait until the locker room to get it in you know so jimmy yeah. you are all over the map because yesterday you were like mr bouncer don't said, let him in if they don't, don't do this you're like just don't no, be mad at me no like, you can yell at you can yell at bobby not i mean you why would you disagree with me anyways oh you were like yeah Jimmy's that dude, just like, yeah, man, I got you, man. I'll see you. I see you in the club. See you in the club, hey man. Yo, I got your back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do not let that guy in. Do not see that guy. That guy's, that guy's, there, bro. I'll see you in there. Yeah, that guy's not on the list. Yeah, I no. got the VIP up. Do not let him come back here. Well, the thing is, is uh, everybody was such a sweetheart yesterday, and we liked that, and that was yeah. actually really cool to listen to hear from a lot of people who we see in the chats all the time. But yeah, I mean, you can you can rough us up a little bit. Bring it, you know. Bring some of your takes. Bring some of the noise. Take, Tell us what you quake. do. Tell us what you disagree with, uh, and you know, by all means, come in there, challenge us, talk to us, keep it respectful. But we want to hear from you. Uh, as I said, we're going to head over there, uh, kind of near the tail end of this show, and try to pull some of you with us as we wrap up um, this other version. And then everyone else is going to kind of trickle over, and we'll hang out with you guys for for a little bit afterwards. So um, let's keep moving on, Sherrod. Anything else standing out for you tonight? Uh, yeah, the fact that the ball touched the paint early and often, I thought that was huge. Uh, the fact that, yeah, they, they still took a decent number of threes, but at least there was it seemed like a conscious effort to get the ball in the post, whether it was dribble, drive, look to finish, dribble, drive, and kick, but just making sure that ball touched the paint. And it, everything seems to open up when they do that. Uh, I don't know why they don't do that more consistently, particularly when you have guys like Jalen Brown and Tatum who have the ability to get to the rim a lot. And yep, yep. They, it, that puts them in a position of being a playmaker. Yep, yep. They're not going to be James Harden, but there are some things that James Harden does that I would love to see them do more of, which is attack defenses and force them to react to what you're doing. And then you either look to shoot, look to dish, or look to reset. But you are forcing them to be in a reactive mode, and you're being the aggressor. You're being the proactive one. I thought that was really key to them setting the tone and finding, you know, finishing with, I think they were like plus – 10 or something like that and, and points in the paint, something like that. But those are kind of things that you've got to do if you're going to be a team that's going to have a shot at, at, at having some type of success come playoff time. All right, so, can, I yeah. say, can I say a couple yeah. things? Can I say one thing? Yes. Uh, Jalen Brown, just with a comment right now, sometimes the comments we get from you guys in the media, it makes us less open to talk or let things get to us that honestly aren't that big of a deal. Interesting. No comment. I have. I can't. These guys are in their feelings. Apparently. Holy wow, guys! 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jimmy, I mean, what was your makes them less less right? That's that's good. No, less open to talk. Less open to talk, but also More he's focused. basically saying we allow it to affect us. Um, yeah, which is I mean, strange to me. Please, just anyways. Yeah, that is strange. I mean, it's, it's not us. <laughs> that one's not us. <laughs> um, a couple things I wanted to say. Go ahead. Um, first thing about Tristan, circling back to Tristan Thompson, Tristan Thompson for a second. He looks pretty good tonight. We could all agree, right? Yeah. Tonight. Could he have not suited up last night against the freaking Sixers, against Joel Embiid, where they needed all hands on deck, especially when you know Embiid's drawing fouls at an absolutely alarming rate? I mean, Tristan Thompson couldn't go last night, but he was able to perform the way he was tonight? I don't know. I mean, I feel like it wasn't like COVID kept him out last night. It was it was just, you know, conditioning, right? I mean, there was... He was cleared to play. Am I right or am I right? Well, he was in the reconditioning. Jimmy, am I right or am I right? What the hell got to – He was in the reconditioning, yeah. My my point is, it wasn't – COVID didn't keep him out of last night's game, right? Like, he had been cleared to play. So, it was it was the Celtics – it was, you know, Celtics' choice to not play him. Is that accurate? See, I don't have a problem with them not playing him in that game if he wasn't in the right condition because you're just getting him back. Why would you put him in a situation where you could potentially lose him again and for an even longer period of time if he's not ready to come back and play? No, I agree. Yeah, but I'm just saying against Embiid. Right. No, I, I agree, but I'm well, just saying, like, how much more conditioned could he be in like less than 24 hours? In 24 hours. hours, yeah. No, it's yeah. strange. It's strange. I don't get that really. Um, I just feel like they could have probably used him last night. I mean, I, especially based on the fact that Rob couldn't stay on the court and then you had Taco playing like serious minutes and, you know, Cornette. And I mean, Thompson's yeah, for a. Sure. You know, we tonight see, too, though. Did we see player. either of those guys tonight? Mm, we didn't see Taco. No. I know that. Cornette or Cornette or Wagner? No, I think no, no, no Taco, no Cornette. Anyways, that's no. just something I'm I. Okay with you know, that though. It's just something okay I thought. Of. All right, if you're okay with it, then that's fine. I mean, I just, they're not. No, I'm saying, not saying any any Taco and any Cornette. I'm okay oh. with that. Right. Okay. Hey. Yeah. They need two centers in this game. And the other thing I was going to bring up before John mentioned the Jalen quote was that I mean. I was actually just going to commend, you know, Jalen's performance tonight because we get a lot of shit on this show for not, I guess, bringing up Jalen sometimes when, you know, he puts together good performances. And, I, you know, you give him his due. I mean, I, I thought he really stepped up tonight. And that's after. And, and this is another thing, you know, Jalen Brown said that thing about the media. He might be talking about maybe the national media because over the last 24 hours we heard from yeah. Shaq, we heard from Dwayne Wade, we heard from Kendrick Perkins, yep. all calling out these guys, you know, in a very public No heart, no identity, all of it. Yep. No, no, yeah, you know, all those things. And, you know, maybe that's what he's referring to. Um, but yeah. I thought that, you know, sure, you know, I thought Jalen Brown showed it, showed that, you know, maybe maybe that did get to him in a way where they were thinking let, about it. Jay, the well, thing real about, quick, quick Jalen, though. Jalen continued. I just want to read one more quote before you go. Okay. Uh, more on this topic. He said he met with Jason Tatum before the game, at, you know, after that Sixers loss. We almost had to just one forget about everything. Man. Let's come out, play basketball, be aggressive, be the best version of ourselves. There you go, Sherrod. Shut up. I swear. I'm reading it right out of the friggin' <laughs> best version of ourselves. You know what? You know what? You know what that is, actually? They do listen to Brad Stevens. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. That's good. That's good. That's Sherrod, that's on the whiteboard. That's on the that's whiteboard on the when whiteboard. you walk in the locker it's room. It's but, but they're, they're hearing it, right? So, it's yeah, like pace and space, yeah, way back when. Right. And, and I guess right. the, the thing about Jalen is that the reason why most of us don't talk as much about him 
this year is he's been so ridiculously consistently good that mm-hmm. yeah. him going out and getting 27, 28 points, That's whether true. they win or lose, he kind of does that these days. Uh, and, and But, again, when they win, you recognize, wow, he scored a lot of points down the stretch. And when they <laughs> lose, you're looking at his box score, and it's kind of the same. And so Jalen, he – and, again, it's just – I don't think he sees it that way, but it's a sign of respect when you're going out to getting 26, 27 points, and it's not that big a deal. You're, you've got to the point where you become that reliable statistically to your team. Whereas if, let's say, Tristan Thompson goes out against 18 and 9, we're talking a hell of a lot about Tristan Thompson because that's I, a big deal. Yeah, can, I, can I say I mean, one? Go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say real quick. That, I think that's true. You know, that, that, That's a good point, Sherrod, but I, I also feel like – there's a lot of times where win or lose, I mean, his performances, they, they kind of fly under the radar, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, Kemper had a cold night if they lost. You know, what, what's going on there? Or or Tatum didn't get enough touches, touches down the stretch, you know? And for the most part, and Jalen's been doing this for a couple seasons now, he's been the most efficient guy out there, you know? And, and even when his touches, you know, throughout the last couple of years, even though as they have increased, his his efficiency hasn't changed. Yet. You know, he's still hovering around fifty percent from the floor. You know, not too far from behind the from the arc from that from, from that percentage. So, I mean, I, I'm with you in a sense, but I feel like this is sort of that game where people will talk more. Okay, okay, you see how Jalen stepped up big, you know, there, and, and the other night he had five three pointers. He barely talked about though. it. You know, I I think Jalen deserves a little more credit sometimes, and and tonight was a perfect example of that. He's the MVP of this team this year, Jalen Brown. He is their MVP. Can, yeah, I, can, sure. I, can I can I can I say one thing? But they're a, they're a five hundred team. No, Go but on. that's the point. Come and on. so <laughs> that, team but, needs MVP. Come on, Jimmy. But no, it's going <laughs> back to fine. Performance is fine, okay? And absolutely he's been good and right. He has the, the start to his season, he was clearly their best player. Then yeah. whether it's knees or just kind of came back down to earth uh, with the two with the mid-range stuff, which was like I said, unsustainably hot clip earlier in the year. But this is my beef when it comes to complaining about negativity in the media you're a you're a team with two superstar players that's below 500 that just got above 500 absolutely deserve every bit of criticism being thrown your way you are not beyond reproach i know it's a i know it's roster stuff too and it's not on Tatum and Brown, but the point is, you have That's to be better. Problem. You have to be better. You have to make people better. And even if not, you just have to sit there and say they're right. We're a 500 freaking team, and that's unacceptable. Well, they've been saying we, uh, they, they've been saying that all year, and they've been taking that's responsibility. The, but then don't say negativity and the negativity. That's not negativity. It's honesty. Okay, it's Rick Pitino stuff. It's it's not negativity. It, negativity is when you take a team that's 15 games over 500, poke holes in them, and try to make an issue out of nothing. This is honesty. The honesty is they've been no, dreadful. I, They've been they've been really bad and inconsistent most of the year. They cannot beat good teams, and that's a, that's a fact of the matter at this point. That's not they have true sh- at all. They well, it's actually what's not absolutely one hundred percent true. There's the, literally I think nothing. what's frustrating. I think it's what's frustrating these guys. Yeah. I think what's frustrating these guys, especially locally, is this notion that it's an all-out failure because they've slipped up a little bit this year and they've gone through the COVID stuff that we've talked about and you know had losses and had inconsistency and of course a massive loss in Hayward. Like there's a ton of context here that hasn't been taken into approach and it's creeped up to the top 
where people are wondering, can Tatum and Brown play together? Are they selfish? Are they good enough to lead this team? When these two guys, I keep saying it all year, have proven it in past years, they've taken this team deep into the playoffs. They've made themselves better passers. And they're the ones getting the blame for largely what's been issues with the rest of the ro roster. Like, again, as Sherrod said, who got the blame Jaylen for Philly last year? We who got the blame, yeah. who got the blame for yeah. Philly last year? So but they were legitimately yeah. bad in a normal year. Who, who got the blame? Who got the blame? The 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 side guys or or Embiid and Simmons and and, and discussions about whether they could play together. The stars get the blame. I'm sorry, that's what happens. You can't you can't have you can't have it have it both ways. You can't get the praise when everything is great yeah. and be absolved yeah. of blame when things don't. It it goes both ways. This team has been to the to conference finals three of the last four years in large part because of what Tatum and Brown have been able to do. They deserve that credit. This team is a 500 squad. Guess what? The same guys who kind of got you to the finals three of the four last four years, they are also part of what's not working well right now. You right. can't absolve them totally from that. Are they the ones to blame? Absolutely not. Are they part of, of what needs to get better? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so when you hear right. that criticism, you should say they're right. Right now we're not playing that well. We could be better. Jason Tatum turned the ball over eight freaking times tonight. Last night he was pouting and sulking and, and sh shrugging his shoulders. That's not. That's why he drew criticism. If you don't want criticism, yeah. don't do that or own it. You know. But like, don't. It. Don't, I hate the whole like. Oh, it, the negativity is getting us down. You know what doesn't get you down? Playing better. Then there will be no negativity. People will sing your praises. This town. People friggin' love the people can't wait to say awesome things about these guys, the young stars. Right. This is a it's a there's a favorable outlook of this team. Most people want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Nobody wants to say negative things. Yeah, but yeah, this, but this, I, this I goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. Time, John, though, they haven't they haven't seen this side of Boston, right? I mean, they have Fair to start with the, the but Kyrie. People want to love them. Yeah, but they don't understand that it, it goes both ways. Like when you know when this city is fed up, or when these fans get to a certain point where they're like, "Wait, wait a minute, when when is this team gonna get out of that 500 hole?" You know, and I think that's when they reach that point. Uh, you know, against that Philadelphia series, and it's not just the media; it's the fans. You know, I I, I think the fact that it's crossed over to the to the national media, I think maybe that <laughs> that that struck a chord. You know, they got booed I mean, in their first game with fans. I mean, the <laughs> yeah. game the game was on national TV against Philly. You know, obviously they like to show out. Any any star does, any team does, and 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 that's when they got a lot of criticism last night. And I understand it coming from Brown because he's been the better player of the two stars on this team this year. I would agree. He's the I one who gets he's the one who gets traded in every scenario that gets thrown around out there. So that's gonna be frustrating to hear. And this is what we talked about last night. Who can you go out there and get for Brown? Which is so ridiculous because I think this team does have its core. Like these two guys have proven that they can be two of the best players on a team. Everything around them is what's been a mess this year. Smart, his absence, Kemba, his absence. And then, of course, the bench and all the ancillary pieces at center and everything else. It, this has been a real – again, you can sit, look at all this stuff and say, oh, excuses. But I think there's been so much going on around this team this year that it really is – Legit excuses. So again, they've this got, doesn't absolve a lot. This doesn't, leaders, though, this doesn't. Have those have those two been great leaders? Those two all stars. I think they've tried their. Do ass they make off. their teammates really, better? You didn't answer the question though. See, you can't even say it with vigor. No, they haven't done a perfect job, and we've we've criticized <laughs> you know I mean? them like, numerous you know times throughout like, this year. Tatum in particular. Preach like that, you can't even. You know, like. Well, you're not allowed to criticize them, apparently, Bobby. You, you just can. have to say you all you're allowed to say about Tatum and Brown is they're two young stars who are going to continue to get better and have yet to reach their That's ceiling, the and, they, and they can't do everything. But 
I mean, if that's all you want to say, fine. Then that's all you can say. But ultimately, you're looking at these two leaders of a team, whether they're still young or they're going to become better leaders, that at this moment are leading a team to a 500 record. And you would think, based off of right. their talents alone, they should be at least a Again, little though, better, look, look even around given the, all the circumstances. Why yeah. isn't Jimmy Butler? Okay, well, let, me, why let, me ask, hold on, let me ask Bobby this, though. Okay, you talk about the, the, the other pieces. Do they need to look for a leader? Is that am I missing something, or do they do they still need to develop into into leaders so you can finally you know, people can feel confident to say these two are good leaders or great leaders even? No, I think that's what you do. You build around them. You bring in veterans. You don't have a bench that's all draft picks and guys who can't supplant supplement the leadership that these two can provide. Because again, at the end of the day, they're twenty two and twenty three, and you have guys who are even younger or, in many cases, just less experienced, yeah, older, but less experienced. How's Rob going to be a leader? How's how, how is Rob going to be a leader? They can't. But see, you can't have it both ways. It can't be. Oh no, they don't have enough help because you know. And then and then it's also. Oh, it's no, not about help. You know, they're too young. They're too young. Wait, well, wait a minute. They're the same ones that went to the conference finals last two times, right? Two out of three years, right? I mean, which one is it, you know? Or or, or is it always going to be, oh, it's the other pieces that are missing until they reach, what, 25? Well, it's not just about that, that either. It, it's it's a year in general, too, the COVID year, and I don't think we emphasize that enough. I keep saying this to you guys, and you don't listen. Is no, anyone no, no. around I the NBA? Probably, I think that's a big part of it as well. But I think you're giving these guys a pass. These two. No, but I, I just want to make a comparison a because is anyone um, in Miami? And I know it's a different market, different expectations. But the Heat you just, just answered the question. NBA. You just the Heat just question. went to the NBA. I know, but again, if we're just looking at it as analysts of this league, shouldn't the Heat be looked at too and said massive disappointment? This team just went to the finals and they're struggling to avoid the plan. No one no. says that about the Heat. You know why? Because they shouldn't have got to the NBA Finals last year. Bobby, That's why no one is coming yeah. down on them. Bobby, they should have been there last year. You know here's that last year. And you know why. This is so easy. It's so, This is such an easy thing. Let's just put it this way. If Tatum and Brown all of a sudden start playing better, involving their teammates more, and their record soars, are we going to sit here and say Tatum and Brown have done a better job and that's why they're winning? Are we going to say that? The answer is of course we are, yes. which means if they're not doing it now, you can say they need to do more of that. It's, if they are going to reach a next level, it's going to be because of these guys. And when they do it, we will heap praise upon them them but since they're not doing it we will not do that and why is this difficult to understand if they're if they can get better when they get better we'll say so and yeah, they are for getting sure. better i mean they they, they are getting better they but are it, but it's not translating and what you know and i know matters most around here and that's winning games right. that's why the last few years they have had an just an amazing amount of praise heaped on them because they've been very successful you look at jason tatum yeah has gotten a 5,000-point score faster than anyone in this storied franchise's history. So you know he's playing at an elite level. And Jalen Brown, again, yeah. coming off his first All-Star game, the best, most consistent player on this team. So the issue to me isn't whether they can play or whether they, they, they can be good players. It always comes back to winning. And, Bobby, I know there's a ton of factors that are legit that have factored in this team not being as successful as they are. But you know what? That doesn't matter. It matters what happens with the, when that final horn goes off, who has more points? More times than not, it hasn't been the Boston Celtics. That is what people care about. They're not going to get consumed by the fact that this team has been ravaged by the COVID unlike any other team in the NBA. I, I get that. That's a big part of what their problem is this year. I, there's right. no doubt about that. But it's still – that doesn't – as long as you can put bodies out there on the court, you play to win. And when you don't, you're called out for that. It, 
yeah and, and, go ahead, and real Jimmy. quick sometimes it's not even the result it's the it's 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 the way that they play sometimes it's it's the it's the emotion that they show or that they don't show it you know it's, it's we've seen this team get a standing ovation after their season ends at home in the playoffs where does that yeah. happen right 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 it, so it's not yeah. I think I think yeah. a lot of the, yeah a lot of I mean listen the record's the record and we and we know all the things that have gone into it but for me at least what I, I like to I like to look at body language out there I like to look at you know signs of leadership I like to look at how the team is responding to adversity and you know how it's you know responding to bad losses and I think we can all agree that and, and I think even Brad Stevens has has even said that like they haven't dealt well with adversity yeah. this season and that and that that's a that's a you know that starts at the top with with your best players, yeah. your leaders of yeah. this and team. Again, so there's, there's not, it's not questioning this, their talent. Not, it's not more dealing questioning with adversity. Their ability to lead. That that hero ball, you know, not you know, not yeah. not involving style other teammates, of style of play, all of these things. Like these are all reasonable criticisms that even like kind of fair weather Celtics no, media yeah, is, is heaping on a, the team. You know, there's a difference between reasonable criticisms and do they need to trade one of these guys? It's not again. Work? And what, what were Shaq and what was Shaq and the like saying last night? This identity. notion of selfishness and identity and all that's taking it too far. Well, no, I mean, part of the quote was I identity was really actually more a matter of what what are they? What are the Celtics? Are they a, are Shaq they a said team? there's no alpha, I think. There's no alpha, but no, they also yeah, said, Shaq said the alpha, team, Dwayne which is Wade just wrong. Identity thing. Dwayne Wade said the identity. Well, no, thing. we said the yeah. alpha thing last night. When they get down, we talked about this last night. They get down against Philly, they're down double digits. You go in the locker room, are they looking around and saying, and like, all right, that guy's going to lead us up there. Mm -hmm. It's not, there isn't necessarily an alpha. Sometimes somebody does, uh, but oftentimes they don't. And uh, they're looking around the room for who's going to be the guy who steps up. It really is a matter of, I guess, whether shots are falling a lot of the times, but there isn't that guy who's always going to be like, get up, you know, there's, there's no there's cornbread no, here. There's no Maxwell. Yeah. There's no get on my back <laughs> boys, you know? <laughs> I get again, that, that, that was, you, you know, and again, that, that was, was a Shaq, long time so ago in the that 80s. Was, that was Shaq who said that. So take that, you know, however you want it. But that's, yeah. you know, Shaq's take. It's not, you know, some people, some people listen to Shaq a lot more than other people do. So I don't know if Jalen Brown's re referencing, you know, the guys on TNT. It has that's to a, be, yeah. It's a national show. Probably. And, yeah, and it's a national show. And I mean, I know a lot of the Perk called him out. Watch that. What's that? Perk called Perk out called Tatum. Out. Perk tweeted something yeah. last night about about yeah. Tatum. You know, he just got paid and he's playing like an underpaid player or something like that. He basically called out his his energy, and I mean, I think think that's something that a lot of people have noticed this year. Um, I, whether it's COVID related or not, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But there's well, been there's been there's been you know stretches where. Tatum just looks kind of out of it out, out there, yeah. not, not engaged. What that. he said about him was, you get paid the big bucks, a lot comes with it. I'm one of the few that's always lobbying for Tatum. He's a special talent, offensively gifted player. That being said, type of leadership role on the court, certain type of tenacity, certain type of age, certain type of swagger you have to play with. When you look at all the other stars around the league, they compete, they compete, they compete. They don't have bad body language. They're enthusiastic. They're supporting their teammates. They're always talking to their teammates. And it's part of him, I guess, growing, but you've got to have that. So again, these are maturity issues. That was Perk? That was Perk yeah. on Tatum. Basically, like, you can't be sulky when you're missing. You can't walk to the sideline. You can't, your teammates feed yeah. off that energy. I think that that's fair. That's Tatum's yep. personality. He has to really go through an extreme makeover to be a different person. It's going to be hard for him to be that fiery guy to get in your face. You know, no, slap, we, you know, we you saw know, that. If he, if he's not if he's not capable of, of evolving into that player, then it's on Danny Ainge. 
to get folks in the building to get a butler get, type. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think back to those old New York Knicks teams when you, you had Patrick Ewing, who was clearly your best player, but you had Charles Oakley, who, if things got a little sideways, he was regulating stuff. He was mm -hmm. going to make sure that 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 physical, that toughness, that whatever the hell you want to call it, you needed to get through those tough times. You had somebody who was in that fight. Tatum, absolutely. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't have a problem with Tatum not ever evolving into that because, again, I want him to be authentically who the hell he is supposed to be. And right now, he's trending in the right direction of being one of the all-time greats, not only in Celtics history but a Hall of Famer. When you look at his numbers and the things that he can do at such an early age, and if me getting a player to that will be part of his surrounding cast who maybe isn't as talented but has a different kind of approach and toughness and grittiness and griminess to him. Hell yeah, I want that because yeah, that's gonna make sure. my team better and make my star right. player better. I don't think that's is that is that possible though, Sherrod? I feel like you have to have that, right? You have to have that heart of a line attitude, that tenacity, that rah rah in you a little bit, don't you? I mean, I can't think of any other significant top ten. I think or, Brown I mean, does minus minus. I don't know Tim Duncan, I guess. So <laughs> for the most part, it's it's rare. Though, <laughs> I right? think he does, but I don't think it's at the level that people sport. want him to have it at. I think it's there. I just don't think it's going to come in the waves and 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 and. Bunches that people feel but the best player on this team should have. That's, part that's of it. Saying. Part of it has to be a little bit of a, a show and some. You know, like you have to kind of act mm -hmm. as if a little bit, right? Like right. I, I think certain things are easy to do. Like for example, like the what? really. So it's the really soft mumbling press conferences where he doesn't sound like stuff like that. Walk into the walk into the court with his shoulder slumped. The little things like that. There's some things he could do just to act a little bit more poised and just a little bit have just command more presence, even if he's not going to get in people's face and scream at them, because that might never right. be a style. But he, there's a lot of things about his affect, you know, that 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 don't really scream like energy and i think that right you know, casual, he's gotta, yeah if he just changed it up a little without it you it, it actually is stupid when you're when you're a guy who's not a rah-rah guy and you start doing it it's inauthentic i don't know right. that it necessarily and people works. see right through it and they see through it i don't think he needs to be that but i do wonder you know when we I mentioned like a jimmy butler type does somebody need to just say okay like say you're uh brown and you know you're every bit as talented as tatum or could score as many points and get all that but does it take someone like brown saying i'm gonna change my role a tad i'm gonna be more the jimmy butler type i'm gonna be that guy who does a little bit of everything and tries to make That's other people tatum better needs to do, because frankly. because tatum's not doing it because tatum's real skill might simply be dead eye scorer so you wonder whether brown is more equipped to take on him i but i actually I don't know. think it's the opposite because tatum gets the gravity of guys running at him doubles yeah. blitzes all that and stuff. he's a better he's so a better passer yeah yeah and he and that's the role he's playing on this team top lead ball handler and i've talked about this a million times i thought that was one of the limiting factors from the last year was his inability to thrive as a passer from those positions but i gave him some leeway because it was his first shot at it now this is round two and he's got to embrace that role like you said that's what butler did in miami just the level of gravity that the defense shows him he can at least get it to Brown far more often. And that's what I love about this one. And the fact that they talked before this, and then you saw the back line dunk from Brown, Brown get 26 shots off of Tatum. Yep. This was the formula for success. Get Brown going, get Brown a ton of shots. Yeah. Because what did we see early this year? Brown became a better scorer than Tatum because he was so open, got such great shots and was so yep. aggressive off of the defense, what the defense was showing Tatum.
that Brown was able to become the leading scorer in the NBA for a couple of weeks. So, I mean, that's the potential of Brown if they can get him shots. And we say this every night. Brown should almost have more shots than Tatum every single game. Like tonight, 26 yeah. to 21. That's what I want to see. I was gonna say that's a good that, that that's tough to to ask him to do that. I mean, obviously he's gonna do a little he could do a little bit of everything for you, but Jalen's gonna want his touches in the offensive end, especially if he starts. Failing. He needs them. You know, it's, it's interesting. I know because they're still young. About, if they were, yeah. But we talk about how good he came out in that first quarter. What happened in the second and the third? You know, why did he only take two attempts? Was he did he feel so out of it because Tatum was getting too many shots, or or maybe he wanted his touches and he got you know we talked about it a little bit last night that fourth quarter when he finally got back into it a bit, but that the second and third he sort of disappeared you know offensively maybe that's a part of that conversation they had last night you know maybe maybe this is significant you know uh hearing what the national media had to say about them and of course not saying any any good things uh after that loss against philly yeah yeah it's sure were you about to no oh uh, no i thought no. i jumped in um guys i don't mind me i'm just disappearing for a split second that's so, fine so I mean, carry on yeah yeah my my, my I'm, I'm my charger go ahead yeah, that's fine. No, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I understand where John's coming from. Like, I don't think anyone's asking Jason Tatum to be somebody that he isn't. But I think it would benefit Jason Tatum a lot to be a little bit less. I don't want to. I mean, down. It almost feels like, like, like he's the type of guy. Like sometimes I've seen him like make a really great move to the basket, finish, score, and then he's like upset because he didn't get the foul call. And it's like, what if instead you were fired up about that and then your team was fired up about that and then you guys trans- – that translates to, you know, a defensive stop on the other end instead of arguing about not getting the call or being upset about not getting the call. That's an example that I've seen recently um, in the last – not saying tonight, but over the last couple of weeks, I've seen that happen on a number of occasions. He'll, like, go up for a dunk even. And it's a great play, but he's more concerned about, you know, why he didn't get the call. And maybe he should have got the call, but, like, how about – feed off some positive energy, like get the team going that way. And like, who better than Marcus Smart to be able to give that type of energy to those guys? And like, even he doesn't seem to be able to well, get through to them sometimes. Sherrod, let me ask you, is that, you know, we've talked about it different times during the year with Smart being that guy. Like, mm-hmm. does Smart have the authority in that locker room to be able to walk up to Jason Tatum and just grab him? Not grab him, we're not talking violently, but just to have a straight talk with him and be like, dude, cut the shit. Like, you, you like it's important for you to to be to be a certain way the team needs it like you gotta quit you gotta quit the bitching to the refs we saw him did it didn't we he he has the cachet to do that but the the thing that that, the thing that we're kind of losing sight of is the fact that tatum has a very distinct personality and how he carries himself and you know marcus and, and the leaders on that team they know how he is and do you really want to try to change him into something well, that he's not? Because well, we talked about this earlier. You want him to be as authentic Jason Tatum as he can be. And the authentic Jason Tatum that we see now can still go out there and get you 25 points every single night. But are they worried if you're fragile? asking him to be if you're asking him or expecting him to be a different type of person emotionally as far as his engagement? I'm not sure that that's something that you can push on him to do. I think that's something that has to happen organically. I think at some point he's going to get there. And it's going to come at a time of his choosing. But not even that. More like a, you think he's he couldn't handle a simple talking to, like what Jimmy said, like, hey, man, cool it on the ref stuff. It, it, it's 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 bringing us down a bit because we see the ref you, thing's tricky because they see, all believe in it. <laughs> we see our we see our we see our leader sulking and pouting. We just want you. I want you to put your head see, down, run back and play defense because we want to follow your lead, man. Right. You know? I can't see I can't see that happening because I don't think they buy that. I mean, they they yeah. listen. 
players are not going to tell or a just teammate, be smart enough to say it's not going to happen. They're yeah. going to say, I agree. That ref was on I some agree with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, right. They screwed you just the way they screwed me. But I so, mean yeah. tactics. We're <laughs> trying to exactly tactics smart. here. It, it, even, right. it, it's not good business to do that because you're not getting the calls you deserve. Tatum, you're a star, man, and you're killing yourself. You're not getting the calls you deserve. Then you're then you're just slacking back on D, and we're getting beat on, you know, uh, them going the other way in transition. Right. Like, it's bad everywhere, you know? Maybe, no, maybe no problem, John. I just think it's just going to take Tatum time to just kind of yeah. grow into being yeah. that all-around complete. It's a problem on both out. ends of the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I hate to say it too because I hate talking about fans and all that stuff. But maybe, yeah. maybe not having fans has an effect on you know these guys can't get maybe fired up after a big dunk or something like that the same way. Because let's be honest, like the the TD Garden fans can you know get you fired up pretty quickly. You know it doesn't take much. So maybe that's an aspect of these guys. And I it could be throughout the NBA maybe at points like players maybe can't get themselves as you know motivated or in the positive direction after after a stretch of plays to get each other going they should be able to i mean it should only take you know your teammates to be able to get you going so i think that's why a lot of people have noticed that there are you know times and stretches throughout the course of the season where whether it's tatum or brown or whoever it just almost feels like they're not engaged enough to you're, you're get right each about other the- going you're right about the ref stuff, John. This team is obsessed with it. And you saw it creep down to Daniel Tice and even like, you know, lower tier guys on the roster who were feeling like they were just getting screwed day in and day out by the refs. And you see it from Tatum visually. You hear Smart talk about it. Uh, Jalen as well. Like everybody across this roster is always thinking about the calls, the refs. And it goes back to the low free throw. Everybody rate. like Grant is doing it. It's, it's infectious, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, and it's not good. It's something that everybody in the league does. And I think that's a mentality of players across the league. But they seem to take it to a new level. And that LeBron does start factor. with Tatum. Tatum does it every time. You're right. It is a LeBron thing. They see LeBron do it, and they're like, "I want to be like LeBron." And then that's yeah. just yeah. Watch yeah. Your all these LeBron. Now, grew up watching <laughs> LeBron. So. And you know what? At some point, you start benefiting from it. Like you do, kind of get some. You get you get some benefit of the doubt if if you look at how LeBron's um, benefited from that over the years. Now, not everyone's going to get the LeBron treatment, but I think I everyone's say, aiming not, to get yeah. that. No, no one is going to get the LeBron right. treatment. Yeah. We've, we've seen we've seen that movie over and over and over again. No one is going to get those type of calls except Embiid. Except him, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Brown tonight, one of the last, you know, 20, that, that you know, borderline breakaway drive he had towards the end of the game, it looked like he, he could have easily gotten called for a foul that went in and he was screaming and one. And that was a call that, I mean, if they call the foul there, no one's, no one's yeah. arguing that. There was a ton of contact, yeah. but these guys don't seem to get those calls. Yeah. Refs aside, look, this whole conversation began about the idea of whether or not they're beyond uh, any form of criticism. I mean, look, if they didn't hit the shots down the stretch here, the story of this game would have been Jason Tatum turned the ball over eight times and they had the stars had another, you know, they, they couldn't carry them over the crappy Knicks over the 500 Knicks team as well. So again, it's just, you, you know, as Sherrod said, these are mediocre teams that they're trying to sneak their way past. Um, and th- these stars on their own should be good enough to do it, whether Fournier is in the lineup, whether Kemba's in the lineup. I mean, that was a hallmark of these teams in the in the past is being able to overcome one guy down, two guys down, and 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 be able to win. And they're not able to this year, and that's what I think's been frustrating. Uh, there are too many bad games against really you know low caliber opponents. So. 
yeah, they've got to take it to another level if they're going to get there. I want to tell everybody again before we, um, you know, kind of start to wrap this show again. Uh, Locker Room, okay? This is our new sponsor. Um, if you guys have been there already uh, or you've already downloaded this app, great. If you haven't, download it now. We are going to be opening up a room momentarily. And uh, Sherrod and I are going to head over. And we're going to field some of your uh, questions uh, and you can jump on there and chat with us. So again, download it, iOS store, locker room app, create a profile, sync it to your Twitter, invite all your friends. You guys get to go in there and you get to chat with us um, and we'll take your questions. You can tell us why our takes are terrible. Uh, you can tell Sherrod why he's the goat because a lot of people here in the chat obviously think so. Um, I think <laughs> Jim, Jimmy's going to come over a bit, Joe Sway. Bobby says he's not, but honestly, I think he's playing hard to get. He'll probably be there too. Once, <laughs> there. once if I'm invited, I'll be there. Yeah, once today you would be once the chatter, and not only that, he'll be banging on the door, let me in, let me in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'll be I'll be trying to sneak around Jimmy. <laughs> the bouncer. Bobby, Jimmy the bouncer. Been in a locker room. I don't think there, Bobby's been in a locker room before. So there's a lot of guys here that are Bobby's wow. been in a locker room. Damn. Well, I mean, as, sorry, as a as a as a player, as an athlete. Yeah, don't piss off Jimmy. He'll, he'll oh, show up. Wow. Oh, <laughs> we, we've all we've all been in the Celtics locker room, but, but no, I, I, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, but so we're, but we're the team now, so it's a little different. Yeah, we're, we're going into our locker room, so it's different. Into our locker room. This is room, our okay? locker room, yeah. This is the after-hours party. Long to explain this, man. It's the after-hours <laughs> party. Joke. This is where we're going. Overtime. Overtime. Uh, it might get explicit over there. <laughs> I'm stalling because Nick's supposed to pin the link here. Um, so someone's oh, God. Oh, you yeah. here all night. Yo. Yeah, so we are. You need to make a drink. <laughs> yeah, you guys you might have some time. Don't tempt me. Because I, yes. I got a couple of uh, yeah, adult beverages. Maybe, maybe Friday night. Maybe, maybe maybe Friday night we'll, we'll, we'll crack oh, one open for the Oh, after the Timber Pups game? Yeah. yeah. After the Timber Pups? Yeah. We'll crack one open for the lock for some locker room talk. We might need Friday to do that. Night. We might yeah. need to do that. My my, my guy, Carl Anthony Towns, coming into town and about to drop 35 on, on, Bobby's, fire. on Bobby's head. <laughs> you act Last like Bobby's games. out there playing center. Come on now. <laughs> oh, good. Get, Jermaine downloading the app, guys. I'm going to give you guys a couple minutes. Download the app while we spin our wheels here and talk about absolutely nothing. Why do, like, why do I feel like Cat, Cat might get some cheers? You know, like like the whole uh, the whole Hayward thing. Remember when Jay Crowder said what he said and, and people? Jimmy got, will be cheering. I also remember Jay Crowder had like the best game of his, of that freaking season that night too. He did. He did. He was. You know, and he, and the thing I, I loved about Jay after the game was he was straight up like, yeah, I didn't like them cheering for him. And, yes, it motivated me to go out there and bust his ass. And he did. I respect that. Yep. I respect Jay. that. But why did people yeah, get mad absolutely. at him? Like, yeah, huh? of course. He, he didn't like hearing uh, Celtics fans cheer for the other team. Like, why, why, why is that he, news? Why was that shocking? It bothered him because he knew what that was about. He knew no, that no, no, they no, were no. cheering. Why did it bother Celtics fans that Jay Crotter, you know, said what he said? It was like. Jay's not supposed to like that, like you know. No, what I, mean? I don't. I don't. I don't know why. Because the fans I, wanted I, I Hayward, love... right? But you, you don't cheer for the guy until he's on your team, though. Like, no, I, I agreed I, with Jay at the with time. Jay I couldn't stand that. No, I, I, yeah. I, I love the way Jay handled that. I love oh, definitely. Yeah. That's 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 sums him that up perfectly, real. though. He's he's definitely a guy that can. You want to talk about a guy who plays motivated all the time? That's that's Jay Crowder, and that that was that you know those years on on those teams. 
that's why fans got so attached to the players on those teams. You know, Crowder, Evan Turner, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, you go down the line of players that they played their hearts out, you know, and they were they were underrated for a few years there, obviously. You know, nobody were, was expecting much. And that's when Brad Stevens really start, made a name for himself is because he was able to sort of raise the floor um, on, on that team. And, you know, it, it I think it's, you know, obviously it's a different sort of situation now where, there, where there's high expectations and now this, the team isn't meeting them and they're wondering why there's, you know, quote unquote negativity, whether it's, you know, media and or people fans. want Isaiah back now. Well, it's because it's because too people, late. He's got the yeah. 10 day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Isaiah Thomas, up. I think He's he had 10. Up. You know, that's what we can talk about for a second. Isaiah Thomas had 10 points last night for New Orleans. And how many did Teague have last night, Bobby? 15, 17. 17? Jeff Teague has 17 yeah, points for the Milwaukee Bucks, but he couldn't. Couldn't crack the rotation here in Boston, apparently. I Come on, Jimmy. He got another. He got a second chance here to, to make a deep playoff run. You know he's not gonna mess this one up. Nah, he, he, it's he's just, good. It's just crazy that you know the Celts literally just they had to get rid of him, and yeah, he goes to a he goes to a contender, and he's gonna. It looks like he's gonna be, you know, part of part of that run they're gonna make. It's tricky how they did that cap management with the bowls because they did have to get under the tax. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people weren't crazy about how they did it, though. Dumping Tice, who they needed. Teague. I mean, they need, they need Teague now more than they need Mo Wagner. That's obviously apparent on a night like tonight. I mean, there's just no role for Wagner on this team. And then, you know, Green, that was probably part of the dump as well. But, they again, they, they missed Teague to some degree, and they definitely missed Tice. I mean, we they saw missed that the team that we saw the last couple of weeks before he got traded. They missed that yeah. Jeff team. That's they don't miss the one we saw back at the start of the season. No, there was something off there. I don't know what, what was going on with Teague at the start of the season, but he was starting to come into his own, and, you know, he started to look a lot more comfortable in, in, in that in this, whatever Stevens' system and, you know, in the rotation there. And then, you know, he was the odd man out, I think, just, you know, based strictly on, you know, the contract structure and everything like that. But it's clear that, he still has plenty left to, you know, give. Uh, again, it's not just some some crappy team. We're talking about a Bucks team that has, you know, championship aspirations, and he's going out there and giving them legitimate minutes, and you know, he's scoring for them. And we all know that the Celtics have gone through many stretches this season where they've desperately needed some scoring off the bench. So that could be one that comes back to bite them. I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll, we'll find out. Tice, obviously we know Tice was, you know, uh, an important part of this team. That's not surprising that they're going to miss him, but Teague was one that was kind of right on the edge there. I don't, I don't agree with that, Jimmy, because again, if you're talking, again, if you're talking about the last couple of weeks, absolutely spot yeah. on, but his bot, but I can't, I can't lock in because you gave me two good weeks. When I had you yeah. all year, and it wasn't like it wasn't as if you were coming off an injury or you were learning this radically different system that you weren't used to, and you were kind of new to the league, and your, your your basketball IQ wasn't up to stuff. No, this is a vet. This dude was a former All Star. He should have been able to yeah. hit the ground running, and he yeah. didn't. And you knew, and you knew that with Kemba and his situation, he would get more opportunities early on to play than later. He should have been like, shit, I'm about to knock this out. I'm going to be all-star Jeff. His start was right. was horrible on this team. I mean, everybody yeah. was saying how bad it was. But and in, that same, in that same token, you just, for all the reasons you just said of why he should have yeah. came out better, couldn't you have maybe said, well, you know, this guy still has this in him. I don't think he's completely lost it. I think there's still something there, and he can still help our team. 
Brad Stevens has been a coach that's always gone back to guys. He's never really given up on a single player that, that I can right. recall. I, I'm um, just I'm just simply leaving it to I don't like replacing his, him with Mo Wagner. I don't think they need Wagner at all. And that's well, all it really comes that, down to. Though. It was more of a – I don't think they were, like, going into it like T for – I mean – no, I know. They, I understand why they had to do it. I'm just saying it might come. It looks like it may come back to bite them because Teague is not just. He didn't just lose it all. <laughs> it's gonna come back to bite them because of Fournier. I mean, this is the only reason we're talking about it is because Fournier's situation went the way it did. And again, another thing that happened to this team where it's just like, what the heck? Like, what can you say about that? Him coming in, testing positive once, then testing positive again the next week. And now it's just going to be a brutal trek finding points up and down this lineup. That's my thing. The bench doesn't have a bunch of scoring again. You look at the bench every given night, it's going to be seven, five, three. It's going to look a lot like it did earlier in the year. They're going to be put, like struggling to get to 100. Right. Um, Eventually, someone's going to pin the chat. Uh, pin the- I, just, I was just looking. It's still not pinned yet. And then you guys can start to join. Wow, well, sure. Uh, I did there. have time to make a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how many, how just how many idiots does it take to pin the to pin the link to the chat? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm only Damn, thinking Jimmy. about I'm only thinking about one, our good friend. Damn, but, um, Jimmy. I bet one of the commenters can get up there pretty quick. Probably, probably. <laughs> but um, well, well, this is you know the, what this the, is reminds me of Sherrod. This is like the Celtics locker room after a loss. You're just waiting outside to get in for an extra, you know, 20, 30 minutes while they, while they have like their, their team meeting or whatever it is. And, and, and viewers can imagine Jimmy's, Jimmy's livid. Jimmy's pissed every single time. Dude, some late <laughs> nights. There would be some late gets nights so mad. for these guys, man. He's doing you've like been, a triple thing on his phone. He's like, well, you like, guys I'll, have been stuck in that hallway. That hallway is not, be, you know, the like, hall, yeah, the hallway's not meant for, you know, 60 media members on a national televised game, just waiting outside. But you know what? When when KG was here and we had to wait, and he finally spoke to us, gold. Oh, it was always worth it. Gold. That's it was the wait was worth people it. People waiting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Waiting. But then I had to edit it out of, so I could air it on WEI, the Celtics post game show. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't, hear, you couldn't hear what KG had to say till after midnight. Well, after midnight, I'll edit it, cleaned up. Yeah. You had yeah, to clean it up a little bit. He, he dropped a few f bombs here and there. A little bit every time, at least a couple swears, at least a couple. It was it was always worth worth waiting for KG. For sure. It was. There's, it was not, there's not not that many I'm trying time. to think there there's not that many quotes left right right now like like KG would give. Like some not many players that worth waiting around Every, super late for. I, I I'm glad you bring up KG because week in and week out we keep hearing they need KG. He needs to be on the sideline, he needs to be around this team. Would there be, be real benefits to that? And is that even possible? Like is there any way for them to make that happen? I don't think KG wants to hang out and but I think he's a LA, you know, California living type. I don't think he wants to deal with the with Boston yeah. weather, maybe. But I mean, it's not only nice that, but the day to day grind, like I don't know, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah, he did it for Minnesota, and that, right. and how'd that work out? Yeah, <laughs> that's my thing. Like, is it even gonna have any? That effect? was very short lived. That was that was almost as uh, short lived as a as, as, as what was it a Studio Twenty One or whatever. I think KG, yeah, I think I think KG's living, you know, enjoying his post-playing career. But yeah, I mean, Area Twenty Area Twenty One was a blast. Area Twenty One, I love right. it. Love that it. was yeah. awesome, man. I mean, I would have loved if he. I liked it, that, but it was people. No one really. A lot of people were just. I don't know. They didn't give it enough 
enough. I mean, uh, hey, I like when we the Facebook thing. They put it on Facebook. I like that. But then a, a guy like KG could could really do wonders for any team. I mean, obviously the Celtics would have a would have a leg up because of what what he means and what this what the organization means to him and vice versa. I mean, I I, I would imagine that KG is well aware that the Celtics would welcome him uh if he wanted to be a part of anything like that so i imagine it's a, it's a open offer a standing offer if, if you will but, yeah, but yeah if you're if you're kg i mean you deserve to just kick the heels back and do whatever yeah. the f you want to if when you, you want to i didn't know he was but, capable of it but <laughs> just like right. his teammate took him a while yeah hey you yeah go there's that there's yeah. that yeah i don't i don't know if the same offer's there for for pierce <laughs> But uh, yeah, is he I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rag on my guy P. No, he's I'm still not my guy. Oh, I still love P. I still love. I mean, P. How, That's my how guy. can you not? How can you not? You absolutely have to. But just don't know if if he'd have the he's same effect. Maybe he's going through it. You know? Yeah. He's living his. He's li He's living his best life, as they say. Quarantine. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> that would do it. I think. I think we could, we would have seen this a year ago, maybe if if no, uh, yeah, for sure. you know, well, now, maybe he's got that vaccine, you know. <laughs> you guys are nuts. Uh, we are starting to migrating our way over. The room is open. Chat, I believe the link was put in there. So um, okay, uh, anyone anyone wants to put it in again so everybody can see it right now would be great. Um, and we're going to head over, Sherrod and I, uh, over to Locker Room. Jimmy and Bobby and Josue are going to hang here a little bit longer. So Sherrod and I, like I said, we're going to migrate over to Locker Room. One more time, go to the iOS store, download the Locker Room app, join the chat with us, talk to us about the game, whatever else is on your mind. Uh, these guys will carry us uh, through uh, to the rest of it, and uh, we will continue the conversation over there. So I'm going to take off. I'm going to leave it with you guys. I'll see you, fellas. Great. All right, sure. Right. We'll, we'll see, see you guys along with bro. Dude, right, you bro. What's, what's on your mind tonight? No, we, yeah, we just used we used used all of our all of our our topics up waiting for waiting for that link. So now I'm almost like I'm out of ammo. We need to start. We need to have Jimmy like you should you should hit up with like like three really good topics, just completely random. They don't even have to be selfish related. We should, we should wrap up every single every single show with the, with Jimmy just throwing out some points and we have to respond. To That's what we'll do. Sure. That's what we'll do starting Friday. Um, I'd have to. Be, I'd really be shooting shooting from the hip right now if I just started. That could that could get dangerous if I just started going off <laughs> off. The I top. think I think we'll uh, we'll take a few questions here in this chat since. Yeah, let's get some people in. Here. We haven't seen any comments. Yeah, toss a couple yeah. comment questions in. This is a. I mean, we're probably. One. We're probably not going to get everybody on locker room tonight. I mean, that's where we want you to go. But you know, we'll take a few here before the locker room gets. Uh, if you ask rolling. a question here, we don't answer it. Go, go over to. Oh locker yeah, room ask a question. You guys want to talk, Paul? We can talk, Paul. Put it up there. We'll do that. I don't think Sherrod wanted to talk, Paul. Sherrod, See, if somebody like, yeah, goes. Somebody goes, Jimmy. How are things going with the chicks? Well, I'm doing a lot of these shows, so that should tell you how it's going with the chicks. I'm, I'm on these shows a lot, including Friday nights, so they could be going better. We'll just we'll leave so it at that. Both. That's what you gotta do. This, this summer is gonna be a lot different than last summer. Everyone's getting vaccinated. As they say, vaxxed and wax, baby. Summer of 20, 2021. That's what they say. <laughs> People saying that. <laughs> I heard it somewhere. I, I saw it somewhere today. I can't. I haven't heard that one until now. Vax and wax. This is what you gotta do, Jimmy. Go. These games, 
These games start at 7.30. You have a two-hour window between 5.30 and, uh, you know, let's say the games don't actually start till 7.45. So you got a window right. there, two hours and change. For what? So, you know, to go out, see some people, oh, do some dude, things. That means, yeah, uh, you know, you, you know me, when I'm, at the, when I'm watching the game, I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm locked into this game, but I, I you know, I can't right. be, I can't be, you know, eyes over here and eyes over there, you know, so. You, you completely zoned in, right? You got the notes going in there. I'm in the zone. We can get any questions, Bob? Yeah, I'm pulling them up now. All right, let's see what we got. Uh, is, these aren't great questions. You guys got to step air. it up. Just toss one on. Oh, man, it's definitely the second out of a back-to-back. People are tied. These are terrible questions. Come on. Do C's cut ties with Kemba this summer? That's one I just read. But the Joe one Sway. time we have a, uh, a question segment. Joe Sway, I like that C's, one. Do C's cut ties with Kemba this summer? Joe Sway, your thoughts? The C's Same cut ties uh, I don't think so. I mean, that, that's a tough contract to trade. It really depends on how he does in the playoffs. Maybe. But maybe, yeah, I think Danny's gonna try really hard to. For being honest, I mean, he's gonna try John, really hard. John thinks it. John he thinks probably it. Probably last offseason, he'll, he'll try this one. Yeah. So I was thinking about this too during our show in particular because we talk about what the Celt- what the Celtics need around Brown and Tatum to help them become better players and just to make the team around them better as well. And I want to—is Kemba doing either of those things right now? And I think there's some changes Kemba could make to make it easier on Tatum and Brown and improve the teammates around them. But if Kemba is just trying to do his thing and not doing it at the best of his abilities and he's eating up 30 million, like there's a case there for sure. Like, I don't know what they would ultimately get back. I keep tossing around Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek because I just don't think you're going to get back that much for him. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't, the think I don't know. That would that wouldn't be a bad deal, honestly, if you think about his, his true value. But again, so, yeah, we, we're not, we don't know what this postseason is going to look like. You know, if if it's anywhere near what we saw last year, I think that's a huge that's a huge plus for the Celtics. If, if Kemba looks like what he did last year, I mean, it's just very all, complicated because you have the health, averages, you know, you have the knee as is one major major factor, and then you have the money as the other major major factor. A lot of a lot of people don't think Kemba Walker has a tradable contract, meaning. In order to trade him, you're going to actually have to give up. Some people think you're going to actually have to give up more in order to get rid of that contract. See, I don't think it's going to be a dump. I think he's shown enough to make. And, and I that's keep the, tossing yeah, around the, the Clippers. You're not going to ever Clippers get. Clippers are the ones talent. to me. Right. I mean, yeah. I, and, and it's tough because I love watch. I love Kemba. I love watching him play. I love what he brings to the team and leadership and his attitude. You know, you want to talk about attitude like we've been talking on the show. I mean. He's got one of the better attitudes, you know, around the NBA, uh, and I think that you know he definitely is a positive in every locker room. So I'm not certainly not being like, oh, you know, do whatever you can to trade Kemba. But you know, if, if there's a the, the other issue is this: if they want to re-sign Fournier, they have to do something, right? Because they're going to have so many guys under these big contracts, and there's going to be a salary cap. There's going to be a luxury tax. Um, there's just going to be something that you know. If Fournier is staying, you almost have to think like who's going because it doesn't they're feel crunched. like right. Yeah, they're crunched. feel like they can keep it all. So, anyways, and, and I want to keep Fournier. I think he fits awesome with this team. He's he's a third, fourth piece definitively that makes guys run and better can score off the catch. I, and this is killer. He's probably out for the regular season if he did test positive. And uh, who no, knows that's, if that's the that's case? Too but... much. No way, dude. The regular season is for another month plus. 
Well, how long did Thompson and Romeo? You just don't know. Those are extreme. You know? Yeah, but those are. Extreme I mean, I was worried. I, I I was worried from his from his original debut. After that, you know, I was a little surprised that he came back so quickly. And then, you know, here we go, a couple of games removed from that from from that uh that bounce back game. His second his second game as a Celtic. Yeah, we All really right. can't even begin to to guess. That's true. But, okay, I, cool. that, but, but Bobby's Bobby's thinking Doomsday. I don't I don't think that he's gone for the rest. I of always think Doomsday when it comes to this COVID stuff. I mean. Unexpected. Brad did say, by the way, don't expect to see him this week. So the rest of the week. Take right. that for what you will. Yeah, well, that's... Uh, right George, on. we're going to get your question real quick here. I don't know if he means unexpected like team that's going to make a run here or unexpected standout on this team. I guess we have to talk about Romeo, right? Because he started tonight. Uh, he's more involved than we imagined. And he's a defensive contributor, which is what they need right now. He's also a ball mover. We didn't talk about him a ton tonight because we started fighting about Tatum and Brown. But he he moved the ball. He made some mistakes here or there, but he kept it moving. He can dribble into the lane. He's not going to score, though. And that's a killer when you have a guy out there who's just a flat-out zero as a scorer. Like, yeah. you know, Marcus Smart's already kind of doing that, just like putting himself in position but not really threatening as a scorer in the lane. You know what? I'm going to go with Peyton Pritchard. And I think this that was my gonna, answer. That's going to start ramping up. I think a couple of weeks leading into the to the playoffs. he's playing better. I don't know if Brad Stevens is trying to free up that outside shot because obviously he's trying to free up everyone's outside shot right now. I mean that's that's the move right now. That's the goal. Uh, but I, I I like seeing him with the ball in his hands more often. We're not seeing that as much the last couple of games, right? He's he's giving up that ball right at half court, or sometimes he's not even getting it there. You know, um, so maybe that's a tactic for to, for him to free up his shot. Obviously, he'll get open looks that way coming off the ball or at least when he's not uh, constantly facilitating. So maybe that is a tactic to get him more comfortable with the outside shot because that's a huge part of his game that could really help this team in that in that postseason, you know, off the bench. They need that sort of punch alongside, you know, someone like Evan Fournier, of course, someone who's capable of scoring 20 points. I mean, Pritchard has shown that. I mean, we sh we've seen how easily he can get there with a limited amount of attempts because of his dynamic of, of being able to knock down that three-point shot, attack the rim, and, of course, get to the free throw line, you know? I'm just going to say my unexpected – I think it would be unexpected if Kemba Walker had a really good playoff performance. So I'm going to say him because he – That's a much, good one. What are we expecting from him? Well, because he struggled last year in the playoffs, as everybody remembers, and we're not – you know, some of that was, you know, teams – the way they were – playing off playing him and some of it was health and i think he is listen the one thing we'll say about Kemba walker it doesn't feel like health has been an issue for him i know he's not playing back-to-backs but when he's out there do you guys sense that he's hurting or laboring or not you know his old self because i don't really see that i feel like he's healthy so a bit. I, I, you do okay i, I feel yeah, like a little you know, bit, but it's not concerning yeah. yeah and in the playoffs you don't get those back-to-backs so you don't have to worry about that and i just feel like you know he's got That's something big. to prove after after a you know less than stellar playoff performance and and especially because he hear you know you don't think he hears idiots like us talking about you know oh is he a tradable yeah, contract right. so he's got something to prove he has a lot of pride in, and he's and I'm sure he wants to you know show that he can still play at, at the top level so um that yeah, you know what, you know what guys yo we should get I want to hear everyone's opinion on this yo everyone seriously and this isn't just like a promo thing because this is a really good conversation Let, let's carry we gotta this we're gonna wrap it. Yeah, let's get to the locker room map. I'm I'm trying to do it casually here. Oh my uh, bad. They're gonna do want to tea want to tease something you're gonna bring over to I don't know if we'll be able to take the reins from John, but yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, you got Joe if, if we can get this topic obviously going in the message in in the, in the text uh text 
switch things up. I, I like this conversation right now because there's a lot of couple of options here, or at least a few options. Maybe you can even throw out a bold position. Uh, a poll a bold prediction like a taco or something but give us uh give us some more underdogs Who, who's stepping up here you know yeah. or, or we will do teams as well which team in the eastern conference could could upset things on from the uh from the bottom the bottom playoff tier you know as opposed to the instead of the brooklyn's and the phillies and all them up top yeah. all right guys we gotta, go, we gotta go pick bigger picture a little bit we'll, we'll, if we're the b team here we'll take some questions once they jump over to locker room every night and we'll talk about some league <laughs> topics and all that as well Definitely. but like uh, we're heading over to locker room right now still i like it i like make it. sure i there's a thousand three hundred of you i want to see at least 500 in that room here and we're going to take quite a few questions tonight in that locker room app so go download that join the celtics post game show overtime exactly. room uh, all you have to do is follow one of us, and you'll see us in there. So we will catch you over there, and we will see you on this stream on Friday night against the Timberwolves. See you it's guys. Overtime. Let's do it.